So you've just been through a breakup, you started to browse YouTube about how to get your ex back, came across attachment styles, and you just figured out that you're an anxious attacher. So now what? Hey, what's going on my beautiful people? This is your Certified Life and Relationship Coach, Coach Court. In today's video, I'm going to give you eight tips on how to become a more secure attacher. Thank you for sticking around. If this is your first time viewing me, do me a favor and subscribe to the channel by clicking that subscribe button and ringing that bell so you're notified for the newest content. But before I get into the content, if you want my help personally, reach out to me on my website and leave me an email no longer than two to three paragraphs long. Thank you. In today's video, I'm going to give you eight tips on how to become a more secure attacher. The very first tip that I want to give you is you need to accept your style. If you're an anxious preoccupied, guess what? That's your attachment style. Let's deal with it, let's run with it, let's learn how to become a more secure attacher. Any type of addiction or any type of issue, uh, it requires for you to first acknowledge that you have an issue. So when you're going through some type of um, addiction recovery, the very first step that you wanna do is to accept it, realize, hey, this is something I need to heal, I need to change about myself, and when you're able to do that, it actually empowers you because you won't live in denial anymore. You won't be wondering, uh, what is this all about? Uh, is it the other person? Do they have the issue? Why don't people love me? So once you accept that, then we can move on to the very next tip. The next tip is to reflect on your history. Now, uh, this is really important because self-reflection and turning inwardly is something that I coach. It's something that I teach and that's something I've done personally. Because it's very important to understand how you got here, you know, your childhood traumas, your, your traumas from the past relationships. If you don't start there, then you'll just continue to live in denial. Like I talked about in the first tip, you'll continue to live in denial and blame other people and think that, hey, that person was a narcissist or that person was a so-and-so or whatever. Whatever it is you want to fill in that void. One thing that I love about being a coach is I can just take a person where they're at and get them to where they need to be. And that kind of removes me from the area of being a therapist. Now, therapists are the ones that go in, uproot the traumas, you know, look into your history and help you identify some of those things. So if you need to do that, if part of your going back into your history is going to see a therapist or a counselor, then I would advise for you to do that. But as a coach, we're gonna focus on the here and now and what we can do moving forward to get you to where you wanna be. The third tip that I want to give you is to educate yourself about love addiction. What is love addiction? Love addiction is like any other addiction, you know, any other drug or alcohol uh, addiction or abuse. It's the same thing except for your drug of choice is the person that you're addicted to. You find all your fulfillment, self-worth and sense of dignity in that person. So when they decide to leave and you no longer have that drug of choice, no other drug is going to do it for you. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the people who are actually in love addict or drug addiction or alcohol dependency. Um, I've been there. I've been somebody that's helped people in recovery. So I understand how serious it is. I'm just using this as an analogy. Okay. But educate yourself about what is love addiction? How can I break this addiction and move on with a healthier mindset and meet new people in a healthier way and not out of this sense of needing to have that person in my life. The fourth thing that you wanna do is take time alone and find your own identity. When we get into relationships with somebody as an anxious preoccupied, 
Um, we in, we engulf them. We become who they are. We take on their interests, their friends, their hobbies, their family. We really intertwine our lives with them. You have to find who you are all over again. You have to redefine yourself. And that can be a very tall task because um, human beings, we need connection. We need to be with people. After we've done that, after we've taken the time to ourselves, discovered who we are again, you know, became deactivated from the person that we was addicted to, then we're going to move on to the tip number five. And the tip number five is to identify your triggers throughout the courtship. So when you start to date somebody else, let's say you go back to the old person. When you start to date them again, you want to be able to identify what your triggers are during courtship. All right. So triggers are things that are causing you to feel some type of anxiety and causing you to, you know, do those old unhealthy habits all over again. And uh, some triggers may be a person not texting you back on time, a person going ghost and not telling you good night. Um, they may be hanging out with friends and you're very worried and concerned, checking their social media when you know you shouldn't be. Those are all triggering things that will cause for you to almost have a relapse, if you can call it that, where you you um you feel this deep sense of shame that you've done something that you didn't want to do. It was basically led by your anxiety. So throughout the courtship stage, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you identify what those triggers are and avoid them until you can get yourself to the point where those triggers are no longer triggers anymore. The next thing you want to do, and this is following up the courtship stage, you want to lay out your boundaries early and keep them. All right. So what that means is lay out the things that you won't tolerate in a relationship, the things that are going to make you feel as if you're not safe in a relationship. You want to lay those out. So of them texting other people, other other people of the opposite sex, and that's not something that you you want in a relationship. If they're uh, habitually late, if they're breaking promises, those are the things that you want to address and make sure that you keep those boundaries because the instant that you let those boundaries slide, here's what's going to happen. You're going to continue to let that slide over and over again. And then, you know the saying I like to say all the time, you teach people how to treat you. They'll know how to treat you. And if it's poorly, they've only arrived to that point because you've allowed for it to happen. The seventh tip is you want to communicate your needs. As anxious attachers, it's really hard for us to communicate our needs because we don't want to come off as clingy and needy, but that's like the root of our attachment style. So even if we're trying to just fake it, we still are. And here's what's going to happen. If we don't communicate those needs, eventually we're going to blow up. We're going to explode with everything that we've always wanted to say, especially in the times where you guys are having some type of turmoil and the relationships may be on the rocks. You're having some type of disagreement about something. And that's when all those protesting behaviors are going to come out. When you feel the most um, unheard, when you feel the, the most devalued, if you want to call it that. And when you feel as if uh, the person is about to leave you. So then that's when you start to uh, say all these things that you always want to say. Like, you never do this for me. You never do that. I do this for you and you don't return that favor. I don't understand why. I always feel like you don't care about me and you're one foot out the door. So we want to make sure that we identify those needs, understand them first, because sometimes people don't even understand what their needs are. So you need to first do some self-reflection and understand what your needs are. All right. 
And when you understand that, you're able to uh, communicate that to them better. Because if you don't know what your needs are, most of the time we go into relationships and we don't understand anything about ourselves. And if you don't understand anything about yourself, you won't understand anything about anyone else. Because once you understand you, you understand how the rest of the world works. The last tip, which I feel is the most important tip, don't force compatibility. As ancient attachers, we hold on to people, we hold on to relationships, we stick it out a little too long. We go past, I like to call it, we go past the relationship expiration date. So don't force compatibility. Throughout the first 90 days of the relationship, I feel you should really be dating with intention. You should be asking the right questions, the powerful questions, the questions about their history, what they've been through, what happened with their exes, why they ended up breaking up. And I feel this is going to be a really good indication on who you're dealing with because people's patterns and their history is going to determine who they are and where they're going. And once you start to sense that, hey, I'm going right back down the same rabbit hole I went down before and I've read this book, I already know the ending, I'm not interested in the book anymore, then you can learn how to move on and kind of master the art of letting go. So if you found this video of any value, please like, comment, and share. Reach out to me on my other social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is I am Coach Court. TikTok is I.M.CoachCourt. Thank you guys. Now I'll talk to you soon.